Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. In today's episode, we'll be starting our analysis of Black Lives Matter. And we're going to be starting it from a quote-unquote bipartisan point of view. Because today we'll be examining the root and the nature of our conflict, the underlying assumptions that each side is making about Black Lives Matter and really why we disagree. Because I found in my studies that if we can get to a place of understanding, not necessarily to a place of unity because I think that really is unattainable, but if we can get to a place of understanding, then understanding can breed tolerance or good community. Good community meaning that we can live on the same face of the planet and not want to kill each other at every other second of the day. If we have a place of understanding, then we can stop criminalizing and just start to work towards solutions. So not necessarily unity, but understanding is our goal here with this episode. So hopefully with these underlying assumptions being laid out about Black Lives Matter, we'll be on the path to that place of understanding. Along with these observations about All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter that we'll be making today, I do have some announcements at the end of the episode um, that are going to affect the podcast going forward. So if you would like to stick around for those, please stick around for those. Um, But as of right now, we're going to get right into it because I have a lot to say today. I've been studying this for quite some time and I'm finally able to report. So believe it or not, the conflict over Black Lives Matter is actually a very scientific one. It has to do with the study of linguistics. And linguistics, in case you don't know, is the study of language, the meaning of language, and how we use language to convey meaning. Within linguistics, there is a subfield. This subfield is called semantics, and semantics is concerned with the meaning and the relationship between words and the relationship between their meanings and stuff like that. So, this concept of semantics relates to Black Lives Matter in a very important way. You see, inside of semantics there is a concept. This concept is known as semantic overload, and it is everything with understanding the nature of the conflict about Black Lives Matter and really why people get all up in arms when you say all lives matter. Because both of them seem like inherent truths, and yet they're so opposed to each other. And I really don't think enough work has been done to examine why this is the case. And so, da 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 da, I'm here to lay it out for you. You know, it's a more perfect solution. So anyways, getting back to this semantic overload concept, semantic overload, as defined by Google, is this. And I quote, Semantic overload occurs when a word or phrase has more than one meaning and is used in ways that convey meaning based on its divergent constituent concepts. So basically, if a phrase has more than one meaning, then you could have semantic overload, meaning that somebody would say Black Lives Matter and somebody might interpret it as only Black Lives Matter. Or, for instance, somebody could say All Lives Matter, and you would interpret that as meaning Black Lives don't matter as much because they aren't including the word black in that statement, or something like that. This, it's, the keyword is divergent. Divergent constituent concepts. So basically, it's the misunderstanding of definition. I define it in a much simpler way. I say, what is semantic overload? Semantic overload is the poisoning of definition. 
if I were to think of semantic overload, that's what I would really think of it as, is the poisoning of definition, and thus the translucentness of meaning, or the non-clarity of meaning. So anyways, to have this divergent constituent concepts, you have to have a lot of definitions to your words, and thankfully, well, unthankfully, Black Lives Matter does. In fact, so much so that I've lost some friends over this, and it's been such a vicious, evil debate. This has been a, such a vicious, vicious, evil time in our politics that I've lost some of my good friends over it, because we just can't agree on what this damn phrase means. And so I'm just going to lay it out, lay out all the definitions of it, so everybody can understand why we're fighting. Alright, so, we're going to start from the left, go to the center, go to the organization, and then we're going to go to the right. Because you have to understand it in that order, in order to understand the conflict. Starting with the left definition of Black Lives Matter. And by the way, when we say left, center, and right, we're obviously referring to the political compass. Starting with the left definition of Black Lives Matter, they see Black Lives Matter as something like a civil rights movement and a human rights movement. Um, they do have the propensity to ignore the riots, but when confronted on it, um, the more centrist leftist will acknowledge that the riots are wrong. The normal leftist will generally claim that, oh, we don't have a right to tell them about the protest. We don't have a right to curtail their um, freedom of, or quote-unquote freedom of speech, but we'll get into that later. And um, they're all around, they're just a human rights movement fighting for justice against a oppressive, oppressive system. Alright, so, getting that out of the way, there is the assumption. The assumption is the really the centrist view, and it's what everybody believes, no matter where you are in this conflict. This is the view of principle. The principle that black lives do in fact matter. Black lives, of course they matter. They're human beings, they have souls, they worship God, they live a life in the same nation, as you or I. Moving on from that assumptive position, however, we get to the agenda, the agenda organization. This is a third distinct view. This organization calls itself Black Lives Matter, but it's actually just a domestic terrorist group residing in the United States. Jostling for power by burning down your cities, advocating for the destruction of your family, and the attempted destruction and defunding of your police department. Make no mistake, the Black Lives Matter organization is a domestic terrorist group through and through. But there's going to be more on that in the next episode. For now though, let's move on to this fourth view. The fourth view is the rights view. The political right is anti this agenda of Black Lives Matter. They don't want to defund the police, they don't want to destroy the nuclear family, and they certainly don't want to burn down your community. In fact, People on the right have been protecting it through armed militias because the police aren't doing it. At the time this is recorded, Wyoming is burning right now, and militia groups have stepped in to defend it where the police could not. However, much mistaken by the left and the organization supporters, these people are not against the idea that black lives matter. In fact, they are for the idea that black lives matter. Again, everyone agrees on the principal idea as I said earlier. It cannot be used as a defense 
because everybody believes in it across the entire political spectrum. Unless you're the KKK, then you don't believe in that. And in that case, well, you also should have been a domestic terrorist group. Like, what? We're really lacking. The purpose of this episode was really not to go into a lot of detail. It was more just to outline the four definitions of Black Lives Matter as I see them. Hopefully, when talking about Black Lives Matter, you can go back to this and see what side the other person's approaching it from, and then you can more clearly see the root ideas that they are progressing from, and then talk about those instead of just villainizing each other or claiming that you both don't believe in the principle. Remember, understanding. Not necessarily unity, but understanding, I think, is what we need here. Alright, this is a very short episode. But with that, I'm going to end the episode. I do have two announcements to make before I go, however. One, um, I've decided that, contrary to the previous episode where I said I'm going to try and upload more often, um, this is like a quality over quantity project, and thus, um, I'd like to... Thus, it's more my style to do my research and to do my own analysis, my own deep analysis before I speak on this. So trust me, this will not be the last episode of Black Lives Matter. It's actually going to be a series. Um, so this is, I guess this is part one, if you want to call it that. Alright, so now that we have that quality over quantity thing out of the way, um, there is one more thing, and it's the fact that I am back in school now. Um, I'm in my sophomore year of college, and so... I'm not going to have as much time as I'd like to research, um, but I will still be working hard. After all, this podcast did survive my first year of college, and I am confident that it can survive another one. And with that, I wish you a more perfect day. More episodes are coming. Please stay tuned. Have a more perfect day.